You're listening to Aim for the Bushes. And then I wrote down white people from Remember the Titans. What's in your brain, Aaron? Mush? It's raining outside. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. All right, Aaron and Tyler, back for another episode NFL edition. Gavin is very MIA right now. Uh, don't know where he is, where his whereabouts a, are, but he's not here. It's a, it's a mystery. It is it's a mystery. A, it's a he'll probably mystery. join. He'll probably join midway. Maybe. Maybe. So week 18 is in the books. NFL regular season is done and playoff time. Wild card weekend. Some say the best weekend in sports. Agree, disagree. One of the best. I think it's one of the best. I think next weekend is better because the quality of football is probably better. Okay. But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely has me the most jazzed up. Um, And I know that you and I just, talked about whether or not we were going to review anything from week 18 and i said no but i do want to review one thing and that's my boy jordan love still on chicago uh matt lafleur has never lost to chicago like yeah um pretty pumped about that man they made justin fields look bad and uh yeah we're off the playoffs didn't think we'd be here but here we are off the playoffs, hopefully we can ruin somebody's uh, wild card weekend. But good weekend in front of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I think it's probably the first time where like everybody has favorites, but I feel like ten of the fourteen teams could be in the Super Bowl. You could paint scenarios where like I think there's certain teams you could tell me like there's no way they're gonna make it, and I'm fine with that. But I think that's a small number. I think if I think if the Eagles get hot, you can give me some kind of form to like, yeah, they make it to the Super Bowl. I think about the the Lions, the Rams, 49ers, Cowboys, and then you get the AFC. The only team that I really think you couldn't tell a story for like that is Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think we're hopefully we're in for some uh some wild, some good games. Hopefully. Uh and with the end of the season. We get coaching firings. Our yeah. coaches let go. Uh, there was a couple pretty easy ones that everyone pretty much saw coming. Obviously, Brandon Staley was fired midseason uh, or towards the end of the season. Then there was Arthur Smith, which came with a little bit of drama in Week 18 that we can talk about. Uh, the end of that game, this Falcons-Saints game, the F- Saints are blowing the Falcons out at this point, and the Saints have the ball at like the one. Yeah, like 30 seconds left or something, and they're in victory formation. And they end up running the ball for a touchdown. And obviously, it's kind of running out the score because it's like 41-17 before that. And Arthur Smith comes out cussing out Dennis yeah. Allen. And you can tell Dennis Allen wasn't really, like, defending himself. Like, he was yep. – like, it was a weird demeanor, but you could tell. And come to find out, Dennis Allen, the call on the field was to kneel the ball – and Jameis Winston and his teammates took it upon themselves to change the call in the huddle. Yeah. Jameis Winston yeah. just doing Jameis Winston things because he wanted to get his buddy a touchdown. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think Jamal Williams had a score. No, not all season. After he led the league last year. Yeah, so 
It was your offensive player of the year prediction. It's, yeah, yeah. It was uh, – I don't think too many players care about it. And inside the organization, I don't know that they care about it. It's week 18. Mm-hmm. The one thing that seems to make everybody mad is victory formation. Like yeah. that's kind of like the sacred thing where you don't you don't do something like that. So I get people being upset about it, but in the long term, this just it just won't matter because yeah. it's it's week t- it's week eighteen stuff. Yeah, Jameis Winston just endeared him to more of his teammates more. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not New Orleans is going to say or do anything about it. So here's my question: As of the recording of this podcast, we just found out that Gerard Mayo is taking the. Patriots job so I think that that leaves seven openings right now there are the three that happen in the season and then there so uh, Chargers Raiders Commanders um, Seahawks Titans Titans Falcons and there's one more somewhere who else got fired in the regular season there were three in the regular season i thought before it was chargers raiders and someone else right um carolina yeah yeah okay so which of the remaining seven jobs is the most appealing to you okay i think the obvious answer has to be the chargers because it's la it's you have the quarterback seemingly in place. Yeah. So it's the one job that like you you know you have the future there. However, with the new ownership with Washington, they've also got some new guys in place. Like they just hired a GM from who was working under um the Shanahan Lynch regime in yeah. uh San Francisco. And they also brought in which is an was an odd move. Not odd. I guess it's could pan out to be well, but it, Bob Myers. Do you know he was? Yeah. The he was the GM and VP for the Warriors when they won like six when they won all those titles. So you bring in a good ownership, you bring in good leadership in this stance. I think it's a sneaky decent job. But I also look at Atlanta, and I like every fantasy owner on the planet was cheering at the end of the season when Arthur Smith yeah. got fired. Cause there's so much talent not being used on that offense and that team. And that defense was decent. I think the only thing is obviously you don't have a quarterback there. So if you're willing to go get one, then that's different, but that that's the, that's the thing to me is Atlanta feels like the job that it literally feels like if you get a competent quarterback in Atlanta, like if you get Russell Wilson in Atlanta, yeah, that's true. it feels like, that's an, that's probably at least three wins. And the thing is that division is so up for grabs. There's they were still they still had a chance to win the division going into week 18 if they had won the game and then the Bucks lost. And the Bucs won that they beat the Panthers by it was like 9-0. It wasn't like a blowout. So um yeah, with all those weapons, I think that's good. I think the the uh, the Seahawks job is a little intriguing because, again, you have a bunch of weapons there. Uh, the Panthers job is the one that feels like, unfortunately, somebody is going to have to take. And it, like, 
because that owner is a psycho. Very much so. David Tepper is a loser. And anybody that throws drinks on fans. You're paying like, customers. You're paying like, customers. Like, geez, oh, man. Um, so then, okay, so now we talk about the ones who have been fired. There has been talk about up to maybe three coaches that are in the wild card round playing this week that if they were to lose or not have a great playoffs, they could get. And so they could get fired. One of the names is Todd Bowles for the Buccaneers that yeah. he could get fired. Nick Sirianni has been talked about, and Just so has weird. Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy so, should be fired if they lose this weekend. So I was thinking about the Cowboys thing, and that the one is the one that's most interesting because I feel like unless they go to the Super Bowl, I it feels like a no-win situation because if they lose – this week to Green Bay, or even next week to say um, they would play Detroit or the winner of the Philly-Tampa game. If they are to lose either of those two games, I think he's in trouble. I think yeah. he's getting fired. If they if they lose to San Francisco, I think he might still get fired. So it, it almost feels like if the Cowboys don't go to the Super Bowl, Mike McCarthy, which, yeah, I can't disagree with that. I think he cost the Packers at least a shot in another Super Bowl or two. Mm-hmm. But Bowles, I think, should get fired because – He's bad in yeah. general. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting because we could have – that could be up to – that could be double-digit coaches. So – Yeah, the I think the Cowboys. What happens to the Cowboys? Um, would be interesting because if McCarthy gets fired, I think Dan Quinn is the guy that they put in place there. At least that's from what I've seen. Possibly their defensive coordinator. That because if they don't, I I I got a notification that said that he's the leading guy for the Seahawks job because he used to coach there. Who? And that Quinn? Dan Dan Quinn, yeah, yeah, Dan the, Quinn, yeah, the leading guy for the Seahawks job. So if he does, if McCarthy doesn't get fired, you're losing your defense coordinator then. So I don't know. Uh, it'd be interesting. Yeah. Where obviously the two, obviously Pete Carroll was a bit of a surprise. It sounded it was like a soft firing because there was they attached it with like he's gonna be working in the off in um. Yeah, a, I don't know consultant. how much of that was like an actual firing, as it was just like him stepping away. Yeah, but because it sounds like he's he said he's open to anything with coaching, so it's not like he's officially done coaching. Yeah, the he's, Belichick one, there was always there was always rumors and discussion about it. Where do you think he goes? Because uh, it feels like a pick'em job. Whatever job <clears throat> he wants, he's getting. Yeah, I don't – I mean, I think that – I think he'll end up in one of three spots. I think he'll end up in L.A., Atlanta, um, or Washington. I think those are the three most likely spots for him to end up in. If he's looking to win – LA feels like the team to go to. He's an AFC guy. 
to turn around the Chargers franchise. So, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. It, it would be weird to see him in other colors in general, like to not be a Patriot. He's been the Patriots guy for almost – I remember Bill Parcells coaching, but that was because New England played Green Bay in the Super Bowl in the 90s. Like, and I remember that game. But other than that, so – but do you remember – do you know who uh, preceded Belichick as the, uh, as the Patriots coach? Pete Carroll. Yeah. No, it was Pete Carroll, which is just kind of funny. But yeah, because Bill yeah. Belichick feels old, and then you're like, oh, Pete Carroll was there before him. So, so yeah, the obvious. I think the the more shocking like firing was Mike Vrabel after giving him after <laughs> he took he took like a underperforming Titans team to like multiple playoff runs, one AFC Championship game, and then you decided to trade away his number one weapon and AJ Brown and a number of different pieces and never give him a real quarterback. Like Tannehill was never a real quarterback to work with. And the stuff he did with that roster was, I mean, he, he got the best the, to say he got the best out of what they gave him is an understatement. He made, he made some magic happen in Tennessee and he's probably other than probably Belichick mate, he's the top candidate, right? Like there's not. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. so. I you, think so. You, you've got these like hot shot coordinators that pop up everywhere. Like obviously Ben Johnson's a hot commodity with the lions, but you have a proven guy. You've seen what he does. You've seen results and Mike Frable and you give him a good roster and actually decent yeah. management. Who knows? Yeah. It feels like a very bad decision from Tennessee. Yeah. Um, And I think they're probably going to, I, they they're probably going to be in trouble. It, the The whole Titans team, as we've known it for the past ten years, is going to be completely different next year. So we'll see if they continue to move forward as much with Will Levis. Doesn't look like Derrick Henry is going to be there, and then yeah, Mike Vrabel not being there. But if they don't want him, someone else will take him. So I bet he has a job pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. So, All right. Yeah. You want to jump into Super Wildcard Weekend? Our Let's picks. do it. Saturday, yeah. we got Saturday, Sunday, Monday. What do you think about them? What's your thoughts on having a Monday playoff game? I don't mind it for this first week. I think for the first weekend, it's fine. Um, I wouldn't mind also just having two full days on Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. So if you like, I would probably prefer it just be all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then be done. Um, but yeah. I don't know. So Saturday's games, first one, Browns at Titans. Tight or I'm sorry, Texans. Browns at Texans. Texans are two and a half point dogs, and the over under is 44 and a half. I went back and forth on this one because I like what the Browns are doing a lot with obviously the defense and the Joe Flacco magic. But I, I'm going to take the Texans and the points. Not saying they're necessarily going to win, but I definitely can see CJ Stroud winning that game, and I'm going to take the under. I, I'm going to take the over, 
and I'm going to take the Browns. I think that Jim Schwartz is going to make uh, C.J. Stroud unbalanced quite a bit. I actually think this game, the Browns have just looked so good. I think... I think I've talked myself into because I sent out what I think my Super Bowl pick is earlier today. I think I'm changing it. I think I think I'm taking San Francisco to beat Cleveland in the Super Bowl, which is crazy. But I think that if the if the games go the way I think they do this week, I think at some point Cleveland and Buffalo play. And I think that decides who goes to the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, I just think Cleveland is playing the best defense and they face the most ever. They lost the best player on their team. They've played with four different quarterbacks and they have looked great. And if they end up having to play Baltimore, I think they're going to beat Baltimore because Baltimore is going to be rusty. I don't trust Lamar in the playoffs. I just mm-hmm. don't. I don't think their offense has looked that incredible to where they're just going to blow people by. Getting Mark Andrews back next week, which looks like will happen, will be great for them. But between their run game and their defense, and as long as Joe Flacco just plays normal, man, I think they're going to be very, very hard to beat. And I think the hardest part about it is they're the Browns. Yeah. Like, they're the Browns. Yeah. But they're not – like, Joe Flacco – is playing out of his mind. So I think this is the first stepping stone to them getting uh I, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, they're my pick to go to the Super Bowl right now, which is crazy. But no, I get it. And I still think they can win. I just I really like the Texans. I don't know yeah, if it's just I, a fun story or whatever, but like to like I, I know it's the Colts. But like what CJ Stroud did last week, going on the road for a win in your end game, yeah, like and beating and being the Colts in the dome like that, like I don't know, they just and yeah. what he's done all season, like he's taking the are like the second worst team in the league last season and bringing them to playoffs. It's it's crazy. Yeah, I mean his future is bright. Yeah. So I think him getting playoff experience is great, and they're a team that could go to the Super Bowl next year. Mm-hmm. But this year, I think he takes his licks. And so, but we'll see. Dolphins at Chiefs. Chiefs are four and a half point favorites, and the over under is 44. Keep in mind with this game, it's looking like it's going to be one of the coldest games yep. in a long time. Weather's going to be a huge factor. Um, I know that tends, given what the Dolphins typical climate is to give people hesitation in taking them and they've had a bit of a backskid. Yep. They pretty much had the AFC East by the balls and let it slip away. Let the Bills kind of climb back into it. They've got a ton of injuries on defense. They're getting some offense weapons back, but I we've talked about it all season. The wait till the Chiefs get right. Wait till the Chiefs get right. They haven't gotten right. There's been no instance where they look like the Kansas City Chiefs, at least offensively, that we're used to. Yeah. Um, I think four and a half is a lot. 
in this game. I I know the Dolphins offense is a lot of pass, but and that may be difficult in this climate. I, I still think I want to take the Dolphins and the points, and I'm going to take the under given it the weather conditions. But I really do think the Dolphins win this game. And I think it's a bit of a shock. I don't know how far – I don't think they make it much farther in the playoffs because of the defense, but I think they have enough to win this game in Kansas City. Yeah, so everything about this game favors Kansas City. One, Kansas City has the better coach. They've got the better quarterback. They've got the pedigree in the playoffs. They're playing in cold weather, which Miami historically is terrible in cold weather. It's going to be about a run game and defense. Both of those seem to favor Kansas City because even though Miami runs, it's not like a power run, which is going to be required. It's finesse and trick plays. Yeah. I don't know that that's going to work the same. And yet, I agree with you. Part of the reason why I think Cleveland is going to beat Buffalo in the next game is because I think they're going to be matched up. And for that to happen – a lower seed than Cleveland has to win to go play Baltimore. And I think Miami wins. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with Miami as much as it is like Kansas City has just, there's nothing they've done that makes me think they're going to win this game. Like, can I see Isaiah Pacheco running for 120 yards and getting a couple touchdowns and then winning a low score? Yeah. Of course I can. But, like, I also can just see, like, Kansas City kind of just giving up on this year. Like, Travis Kelsey's done. He looks like he's done. And Patrick Mahomes kind of looks like he's over this. They've been in the playoffs long. And maybe this game is cold. And if Jalen Ramsey comes out and has a big hit and a fumble, like, maybe they just fold. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, yeah, I got a weird feeling about Miami winning this game because nobody thinks they should. So I got I got Miami going to Baltimore next week. So, yeah, I'm with you. Sunday's game, Steelers at Bills. <laughs> Bills are nine-and-a-half point favorites. The over-under is 33-and-a-half. <laughs> this is a lot of points, but I get it, especially with TJ Watt out. And is it it's Mason Rudolph, right? I would assume so. Yeah. So it depends what Josh Allen we get because Josh Allen last week was trying to give away the game. Like I there's just games where he just looks awful. Yeah. Like uh, like in those games where he just looks electric. It's I think he's the one of those he's the quarterback in the league where it's like you never it's Jekyll and Hyde, you never know what it is, but like when he's good, he's Looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I'm going off the fact that we probably will get that Josh Allen. So I'm going to take the Bills and the points. And then the over-under is 33 and a half. Is is that a weather game too? Yeah, I think so. Yep. I'm stoked. I'm going to take the over on that. That's that's real low for me. I'm going to take the over on that too. I'm going to take the Steelers and the points though, just because I, the bills haven't played enough to really blow people out. And the Steelers always just kind of hang around. So um, I was right. Kenny Pickett got this team to the playoffs and 
Um, um, yeah, that's what I think. So I'll MVP. take the uh, yeah the MVP. So okay, uh, Steelers with the points, Bills to win though, and the over. I think this next one is going to be the game of the weekend. I'll be honest with you. Packers at Cowboys. Cowboys are seven point favorites at home. The over under is 50 and a half. I firmly, and I'm, I've, I think people tend to view me as a cowboy hater, which I feel is unfair, but I do. I like Jordan Love a lot, a lot. And I've seen Dak Prescott in crunch situations and important games. And there's never been more pressure on him and Mike McCarthy than there is in this game. Legitimately. And I know that defense has played really well this season, but I'm going to take the Packers and the points because I think seven is a lot, and I think they'll cover at least. And I'm going to take the over at 50 and a half. But I believe Green Bay walks out of this game with a win. And it's going to be so pretty, and it's going to be so fun. Green Bay can run the ball. And if you've a lot of the Cowboys' losses – especially the big ones have been to teams that can run the ball effectively against them and do it consistently. And I think the Packers can establish the run in this game. Yeah. I would love nothing more than for that to happen, but watching green Bay pretty closely this year, I just don't, they have not played that many high powered offenses and nobody's clicking more right now than Dak and CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. And I think CeeDee Lamb has a big game. And I also think the defensive player of the year probably has a big game this week. Um, yeah. I mean, there's parts of me that goes, I mean, Green Bay maybe can control the ball if Dak throws a turnover or, but he's he's been really good with the football this year. I think, think Green Bay might get boat raced in this game. So I'm going to take Dallas on the points, but I'm going to take the over. I think Dallas wins this game 34-20. Okay. So I'd love nothing more than Green Bay to beat Dallas. I'd love nothing more than to beat Mike McCarthy because I never liked Mike McCarthy. Um, But I just think this is a horrible matchup for the Packers on paper. So, stinks, but. And then to wrap up Sunday, Sunday Night Football. Actually, I don't know if it actually is Sunday Night Football. Is it NBC? Do we know? Yeah, I think so. Rams at Lions. Uh, Lions are three-point favorites. The over-under is 51-and-a-half. That place is going to be electric. Detroit, yeah. first playoff game. First home playoff game and I don't know how long, but that's going to be crazy environment. It's going to be fun. Even if, like, you're a rival team fan, like, that kind of environment and that kind of thing is going to be cool to see. Uh, I like the Rams in this game a lot. So I think they, they will cover Rams plus three. I'll take – but I think the Ram, I think Matt Stafford goes back into his own stomping grounds and wins this game and give me the over. If I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Yeah. So I think when most people saw these, these games come out, 
this is the game that everybody kind of looked at and went, this is going to be the most fun. Just because there's so many aspects of this. One, you have the trade. You have the Goff-Stafford trade. And, like, Stafford goes out and gets his Super Bowl, which makes it look like they won everything. But Goff has quietly put together a couple of really good years. And Detroit, here they are, man. They won the division. And here they are. They have a shot. You got two head coaches that are liked, it seems, by everybody. Sean McVay, Dan Campbell. Um, who's going to show up? Who's going to win? Great offensive players. I, I I heard on – they were talking about on PMT today that Sam Laporta was practicing. Did you see what happened to him? Oh, it was nasty. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't think that – like the way it sounded – like he might not, I thought he might not be ready for the start of next year. That's how bad that looked. So they, and they don't even know if that's a smoke screen or not, but I mean, Amon Ross, St. Brown has had a great last month of the season. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams. They might like this game could be electric. I, yeah, I just. I think you got to go with the guy who's got the most experience. And I think that's Stafford. I think Stafford's the best player on the field. I'm taking the over for sure in this game. And I'm going to take the Rams to win outright. But there's part of me that wants both of these teams to win. They are like, I part of me wants to see Detroit play well. Part of me wants to see Stafford go in there and kind of get his revenge. Um, <coughs> so, I, I the, they both kind of feel like whoever – if someone looks impressive, either one of these teams could go to the Super Bowl. So, yeah. it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Over for sure. And I'll, I'm going to take the line. Or, I'm sorry, I'm going to take the Rams to win. All right. And then Monday night, Eagles at Bucks. Bucks are three point dogs. The over under is forty three and a half. Uh, Eagles come in, not exactly playing great football, and they lost one of their starting safeties last week to the MetLife turf for the season. Uh, and another safety as well, backup safety. So I. Jalen hasn't been throwing at practice this week. I don't even know if he's going to play. Probably will play, but still, that's concerning. AJ hasn't practiced this week. This is going to be probably close, uncomfortably close for myself, but I'm still going to take the Eagles to cover this, minus three, and 43 and a half. Uh, I guess give me the over, but I don't feel good about that. Yeah, neither of these secondaries are good enough to me to keep the the under here. I'm going to take the over. I just have faith in the Eagles organization that they're going to pull this out. Hopefully. If they don't, like, I don't, I can't remember a season that I watched that I just watched a team feel like they just fell apart like and it's just been weird so i hope jalen's healthy enough to play 
If he's not, though, if he's not, like, and I know people hate this, but, like, let Mariota play. Mariota can beat the Bucks with those offensive weapons. And if his hand, like, I, so I, I don't know. I'm still going to take the Eagles. I think the Eagles win. Um, if I, I think actually getting hurt and some of these things might be the best thing to happen for the Eagles because they need something to galvanize around. True. So True. if they lose this game, I actually think whoever loses this game, I think their coach is getting fired. Isn't that a wild thought, though, for like yes. given the resume of Nick Sirianni, like, or what he's done? I understand he's had some pretty yep. good rosters, but like that nine and eight team was not great. Like, you can go back and look at that yeah. team. That team was not great. And then they go to the Super Bowl and are a play away from beating Patrick Mahomes. It's just, it's wild to me. The it, I, An interesting stat. Go ahead. It just feels kind of like, the way things have fallen apart. Yeah. That's why he, because I, I think sometimes when you can't pinpoint what it is, you have to pinpoint something mm-hmm. and no one's going to, no one's going to get rid of Jalen hurts. Not yet, at least. So like, then who's the next fall guy? Well, then it's gotta be the coach. And so he's got some weirdness and some eccentricities that like when you're winning, they're good. And when you're not, they're not. And they're not, so it's not good. He's like a weirder version of Dan Campbell. Like all the like biting your knee. Like if the Lions were losing, all that stuff would be looking weird on him. So is this a is this a rematch of Jalen Hurts' first playoff game? Yeah, in Tampa. He got then they got but Tom obviously Tom was Tom. back. Yeah. Yeah. They got blown out in Tampa. Uh they also they played Monday night earlier this season. The Eagles won. They got they're gonna have it what's gonna have to happen is they're gonna have to establish the run. They they can't keep pussyfooting around with this. Like they have yeah. they have the they have the best O line in the league, and yeah. they're afraid to use it. It's the weirdest thing. Like there's nothing wrong with handing the ball off twenty times to make your quarterback's job easier. Well, and even if they're gonna do that, like you've got two two and a half three guys in the backfield between Gainwell, Swift, and even even if he can't throw, let him run. Yeah. Like if they're gonna use him, let him run. Let him yeah. use his legs and let those three guys. The problem is Tampa Bay doesn't get run on a bunch. Um, and then there's this part in my head that goes, is this the perfect spot for like Baker Mayfield to just chuck for like 300 yards? Now this will be the game if he does. Yeah. Mike Evans. Mike Evans has a nasty playoff game, mm-hmm. and then you get some late, weird, tough touchdown from Rashad White, who's been undervalued by people all year. I this is the game I just keep going back and forth on, and I really want Philly to win, but and they should, they should, but. Baker's a gamer, and we'll I, like we'll see. Uh, Darius Slay has not played in this last like one and one in four yeah. games, so <clears throat> Darius Slay is playing in this game. And interesting, um, the Eagles have not won a game since their security guard Big Dom was vanquished from the sideline, and he's back. So nope. they were ten and one with him on the sideline. Yeah, they're probably. I think that's an important stat. Yeah. 
So what is your Super Bowl pick then? So the, the, way that, right the way that I have this kind of set up based on what I picked is I have Cleveland playing Buffalo next week, and I have Miami going to Baltimore. And I have Baltimore beating Miami, and I've gone back and forth on Buffalo and Cleveland. I think the winner, if that goes that way, I think the winner of that game goes to the Super Bowl. I think either Buffalo or Cleveland beats Baltimore. Because, again, I just – until I see it from Lamar in the playoffs, I don't think it's going to be there. And then in the NFC, I think everything runs through San Francisco. And I just don't – I don't know anybody has it to beat them. I think the one team that could beat them is the Rams just because it's a divisional thing. Like, I think they'll smoke Philadelphia. I think they'll smoke Dallas. I, I would assume they'll smoke Detroit too. So, I think for San Francisco to lose this Super Bowl, I think they're going to have to blow it because they just look great right now. So, well, it's the best <clears throat> roster, top to bottom, in football. Like it's like there's yeah. not like you look and you might find the weakest spot being their quarterback given his inexperience, but he's played. Yeah, I mean he's played great. He's got the weapons around him. Yeah. I, so uh, what's what's your uh, what's your pick? The AFC is interesting to me because I think it's, like you said, it's a lot more wide open than the, like I could see, you could, other than the Dolphins probably, the Dolphins and the Texans, I could see any one of those teams winning the Super Bowl or going to the Super Bowl. Uh, but I, I I think it's the Bills year. It's probably the last year in their window because they're about to lose some pieces. So I'm going to take the Bills and the AFC and I'm going to go down with the ship. And uh, give me the Eagles. I'm gonna go. I'll go down with the ship. Oh well, you're done Monday, so okay. Your ship's sinking Monday. <laughs> <laughs> no, give me the Eagles and give me the Bills and a rematch of one of the best games of the season. And uh, yeah, Billy finishes. Be a good story. Be a great story. It would be a wild turnaround. The only time I remember, and it wasn't even this devastating, but the year that Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl with the Colts. They had a glaring weakness. They could not um, – they couldn't stop the run at all. Their defense could not stop the run. And then I think they got Bob Sanders back. And in their first game, they played the Chiefs. And Larry Johnson had run for like a truckload of yards. So people thought he was going to run for 200 yards. against, And they held him to like nothing. And they just did it week in, week out. And they beat everybody. That's the only time I've seen a team kind of come in and pull just like this 180. Mm -hmm. So maybe Philly does that. So I don't know. It'll be a fun weekend. Kind of sad the season's coming in, but to an end, do you want to do a uh absolutely a six guy par a six leg yeah, parlay one, one from each game? Yeah, let's do it. Uh uh the wild card parlay. All right. So you go ahead and pick first whichever game you want. Um. Ooh. Go ahead and give me Kyron Williams. Okay. All right. I'm going to take 
Amari Cooper. Okay. I think even with the weather, this guy, well, no, let's take a little more. I don't, never mind. Now I'm not as confident in this one. Give me Raheem Mostert. He's playing, right? That's the plan. That's the last thing I saw he's playing. Okay. I'll take Jake Ferguson for the Cowboys. Give me if they're going to win this game, he's going to have to play well. And give me DeAndre Swift. Okay. Then that leaves me with the man who hasn't done it in seven weeks. Stefan Diggs. Okay. Because, yeah, Gabe Davis is out. No time like the playoffs to get it right. And he gets it right. Okay. Sure. That's a winner. That's a guarantee. Do you – we missed on 18 parlays this season that we built on this podcast. Yeah. 18. Did we ever go 5-1? and one? Uh, I know we went 4-2 and two a couple times. I do, we ever think, I, do th- I do think we did go five and one, and I missed on Nico Collins one week. Yeah, I think we did go five and one. Okay. I remember that vividly. I think that was the one week we went five and one. Tough. But tough. It's real tough. Hey, man, we do this all year, and this is the best time of the year. Football, yeah. playoffs. Um. These next two weeks are going to be great, and then we're going to go into a low and a depression because it's going to be cold, and we're going to have to figure out other things to talk about. But uh, good luck to your boys. Maybe as well. Maybe Gavin didn't come in today because this is just a playoff boys podcast. And only playoff boys playing. Yeah. Yeah. If your team didn't make it, then sorry. Maybe luck. Maybe he went and watched uh, Wonka. So. Yeah. Great movie, by the way. Great. Movie. Is it really? Yeah, it's almost it's it's like as good as the original. It's great. So, but hmm. yeah, man. Hopefully the Eagles win. Um, Same with the Packers. Please yeah. do. Oh my god, it would be so beautiful to just stomp on this Cowboy season that people act like is yeah. the greatest thing ever. I would yeah. be so grateful to Green Bay. As a how worried are how worried are you legitimately though They're about Dallas the making the Super? No, no, not not winning, just making it. Not concerned at all. Is it because San Francisco sitting there? If Dallas was playing in the AFC and San Francisco wasn't sitting there, how much more concerned would you be? I I no, I still think I I could. There's like three teams in the AFC that I believe would beat Dallas on any playing field. I would like this is not like I in my scenario in my mind, I with my predictions, I have 
I have the Packers going to San Francisco and I have LA going to Philadelphia for a yeah. next round. But there was something that you said in one of the pre well, I'll have to get the clip. I'll I'll post it somewhere, but you said something about when you made your Super Bowl prediction and you picked Philly in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I talked about you had mentioned their hard schedule and you said um uh tough times tend to make tough teams or something along those lines. And you said that's yeah. why Philly will come out. I think it would be such a beautiful story and uh would nothing would make me more erect than having them go into Dallas and win and then go to San Francisco and win to go to the Super Bowl. Cause then because last season there was the oh you played the Giants. Oh then you played a Brock Purdy list yeah. San Francisco. So to go in and there's zero excuses. There's no the road that they're gonna so, have is going to be the most difficult. So it would be wild and they could literally exercise a demon every every length of it too. Because Jalen Hurts could get revenge for his first playoff loss. Yes. Then they could do the NFC East and they could shut the door on Dallas. Yeah. And then they could complete the story of last year and the butt whooping from this year that kind of started the downs like the downslide. Yeah. And then it doesn't even matter at that point. At that point, it doesn't matter if you win because you did you did the deed. And dude, that's the thing that's crazy is like because I keep looking at this Packer game and I don't think they're gonna win. I think Dallas is too much offense. And uh, too much defense. But so I keep looking at it and just going, okay, Jordan Love doesn't turn the ball over. And he throws the way he's been throwing. And if we can turn Dak, like we get to Dak Prescott and we turn him over, like we could. But, I mean, we might not have Jair Alexander again. So Suspension or injury? No, injury. He, he sprained his ankle in a freak accident after practice this week. Oh my God. So, and again, still don't know if Christian Watson's playing. Like, I I don't think people understand what Jordan Love did this season and how exceptional it is. He finished the season second in touchdowns in the league, and quietly nobody knows that. But to to take this team to the playoffs, missing Aaron Jones and Christian Watson for the majority of the year, David Bakhtiari, their best offensive lineman, didn't play at all this year. They were missing their best defensive player for half the year. Like, I, man, they've just been rotating receivers because even like Jaden Reed, when he comes in, he's been hurt a couple times. Romeo Dobbs has been hurt. They lost their rookie tight end that was supposed to be good, so they had to go to the other rookie tight end. Like, what he's done – this was supposed to be a complete rebuild. And the fact they're in the playoffs is crazy. So, future looks bright in Green Bay. A lot of respect, though, to Matt LaFleur for holding that together, too. <coughs> like, he's – you can always attach it to Aaron Rodgers before any of the successes they had yeah. with him the last couple of years. But this – I mean, this was – this was you're right. Yeah. This was very impressive. Because there was, there was a pretty bad skid there. Right where they lost some stupid games, like they could have very easily won that division had they not dropped some of these oh. stupid games. Like Denver, I remember the Monday night game against the Raiders, which was just weird. Yeah, he threw like three picks in yeah. that game, and 
they lost four or five games by four points or less like this year. And they were all games that they should have won. It was Denver. It was the Raiders. It was the Falcons early in the year. They were beating them like by two touchdowns and they beat mm-hmm. them on a last second field goal. Um, the, the freaking Tommy DeVito game on Monday yeah. night, yeah. like, and then there's a Pittsburgh game in there that we had won and we lost that game. That's five games. So even if three of them go the other way, we're, we're talking about 12 and five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 12 and five, probably a division win. Um, Everything's just a little bit different, but hey, we got to start somewhere. And Jordan loves, I mean, we're going to learn a lot about him this week, how he deals with this defensive line. So it's going to be fun, but yeah. All right. We're playing with house money this year. It is, so exactly. That's why I think this game is fun. Yeah. All right. Is that a wrap? Yeah, man. It's a wrap.